you uh, have you been watching or or digesting or or uh, talking to people about what's recently been happening on the uh, committee meetings? Yeah, I've been watching and uh, trying to keep everybody informed uh, as to where you know where things are, are going. Uh, a lot of our bills that we wanted have been tabled. Yeah, I noticed that until the very until the very end. Yeah. Yeah, I've been noticing that. Uh, Anything that seems like it might have some controversy behind it has been pushed and pushed back. Um, so it's all yeah, going to be sprung on was, at once. Right. A lot of the stuff that was in our favor has been tabled. Have uh, they, do you feel like they've made any concessions? It sounds as though they're talking like there's been some compromises. And I'm trying to cite it. I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe it's um, some of the smaller stuff. Um, maybe depends. Um, yeah. The, a lot of the big stuff that we really need to protect the industry has mm -hmm. been put off. Um, and you know, the, the, um, the work session that we just had, um, on Monday, there was one of the chairs that really, you know, throw throw a monkey wrench in any progress that we were trying to make. Uh, Chris Chiazzo out of Scarborough. Um, what was it that he said off, that you cite or well, that you remember? Yeah, he's often trying to muddy the waters uh, and confuse the other members of the BLA and misconstrue certain um, verbiage that applies to adult use. Mm -hmm. uh, opt in, opt out stuff like that he's saying that if uh if a caregiver is growing to sell wholesale to other stores to keep the supply up for the medicine in the industry that that all of a sudden becomes a cultivation center or a cultivation setup that the municipalities have no say uh, it, yeah, I've noticed that. That, that, that was on person, the tail end of Monday, wasn't it? I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you saw Jay McCrae step in and, and actually cite statute saying that, in fact, the uh, the towns can, the municipalities can definitely step in at any, at any point. And Chris Chiazzo acts like he doesn't know this, but there's a moratorium in his town that he represents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's acting like he doesn't know that the towns can step in. He's acting like that's a big, a big no, no for us to do anything without town and, and barring town approval. They like, they can't say anything about it. But the fact is, is that the towns can, and he knows that because this town has a moratorium. I knew that it seems confusing yeah. to me that they were deliberating that point when it's known to all caregivers that you still need to seek out with your municipality. It's not like you can go under the radar. If you want to set up a cultivation, everybody has to work with their, with either their town city right. for the most part, maybe not right. the County level, right? Uh, not County level. No, town. I haven't seen uh, anything like that. Yeah. And I believe they have to have zoning set up ahead of time, mm -hmm. uh, and have ordinances in place. Um, but if they do, you have to go to your town to seek approval and, uh, Scarborough and I believe Portland's pretty hard to, 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 uh, to get things done because they have the same setup. 
so the fact that he's trying to act like the municipalities have their hands tied and have no say in anything, and he keeps throwing that out there to, um, I believe, uh, confuse the other members of the BLA, because let's face it, they're all new to this this year. Mm-hmm. It was in DHHS last year. So the BLA is trying to play catch-up. A lot of the members are really trying to learn what's going on. They are. I've and noticed that have, a great deal. Um, right. Yeah, you have right. too as well, haven't you? Yeah, there's been a oh, few yeah. who and are. See, hmm. It feels like they got thrown see, into uh, this because they were going to be green enough where they couldn't be effective. And yet, and yet, for those who seem like they've uh, kind of taken an interest to it, they seem to really be emerging themselves in the information and the impact of what the programs are. So it does feel... As though, I remember we talked uh, a few months back and you were very concerned about it going to the VLA. Uh, do you feel right. a lot more optimistic now about who's on it and, and how they've been researching and looking into it and, and trying to be active in, in making this uh, a level playing field? Yeah, I, I like the fact that they're trying to learn mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. I like the fact that they are receptive. Um, what I don't like is watching the one of the chair members trying to muddy the water so these people can't learn it accurately. I was talking uh, with somebody a little bit while ago, earlier today via text message, but there was some information shared via email. Um, mm-hmm. And they cited this belief that Chiazzo is, is somehow uh, being coached perhaps by uh, Hannah or the MPA. Um, and it's through some of the verbiage um, that's used and some of you're right, this whole open-ended leaving words, uh, particular <laughs> words, very open. Um, yeah. 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 I've, I, I can, I can attest to that. I, I have noticed that, that Chris Chiazzo uses a lot of the same terminology. It sounds like he's reading right from Hannah King's playbook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cited to me, um, their testimonies, uh, the MMA and, and Hannah's uh, dialogue for, I believe it was LD 939, the 100% wholesale. Yeah, um, There's right. a lot of similarities with uh, what they were saying or what she said at one time. And that's been cited to me as right. well, but it's a very uh, um, reliable source. Uh, so it seems somebody who's well studied. And it sounds like you, you yeah, have I been find- as well. Yeah, I find it odd that an ex-military guy like Chiazzo is supporting a lobbyist from a Russian-owned company to come in here and take over our program. Do we really want a Russian-owned company running this whole state as far as the medical program goes? And let's face it, if they, the people that wrote our rules wrote the rules for Washington State. And the people that wrote our rules are from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they also own the metric system of tracking mm-hmm. the brand name metric um, they quite literally just dis- destroyed the medical program out there and they were so good at it that they even destroyed the adult use program in shambles um, yes both in shambles aren't they right which which one in particular uh, on the adult use uh i i thought colorado still had something going although uh evan cited a little while ago he was on vacation out in bail and he was very uh, disappointed with the flower selection and the extract selection. He said it felt run of the mill. He said, here I was in Vail thinking 
you know, they're going to cater. Like, maybe you can get some high-end stuff that's really good. And he said it just wasn't that yeah. good. Right. So yeah, from, this is from a product point Washington, of view. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. What so were Washington State... Washington State was the one that was demolished by this company. Um, and what they did was a culmination of the rules, same exact rules we got, by the way. Really? Um, the, yeah. And the bills that followed. Um, so it wasn't just the, if, if anybody looks at the rules and thinks, yeah, I, the rules aren't going to put me out of business. Well, watch the bills that follow because there's a bill out there right now for $10,000 fines per infraction with no list of what what an infraction would would be what a ten thousand dollar fine would be and they could give them to you repeatedly over and over in one visit and then they can take away your caregiver license for life in that same visit right for and life or like, for one say, year do you know if it's for life or no one they, year? it is for life no it's it's yeah so they yeah, can bar you they exempt can take, you right yeah they can pull your card um, without reason. And also, well, they, they can say that this is the, they can say this is the reason, mm -hmm. but there's no specific what that infraction would be. Right. What uh, uh, what offense is open. going to cause that? Correct. Yeah, it's very yeah. open. So it's likely if they found, uh, let's say, five or ten things wrong, you could be facing a hundred thousand dollar fine. But like, let's say it's a food a food issue or a, or a pesticide issue. Um, you get fined from the O&P, then you go over to the Department of Agriculture, they can fine you too, and then you got to go in front of a judge that can fine you again. So you can get three hits. Wow. Um, uh, monetary, of monetary value, and then also lose your right to practice. Um, so the rules that they have coming, are uh, the uh, bills that they have coming behind them are just as destructive as the rules that they have set up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But well, as that, I was saying about Washington State, right? Okay. Yeah. They got rid of the medical program pretty effectively by doing these rules and the and the and the bills. So to appease everybody that was upset, they gave unlimited growing uh, cultivation sites. So anybody that wanted to cultivate could, and they could sell to all the adult use stores. There was twenty two adult use stores, right? Mm -hmm. So what they ended up doing there, knowing. They, I, I believe they knew what they were going to do. They flooded the market with surplus, and the bud was selling for $458 a pound. That happened on the so, adult use market out there? Yes. Wow. Yep. I think I always assumed so, that uh, that was the medical, and that was part of what squashed the medical program. So that's not what nope. caused the downfall of the medical. Do you know what? Was it uh, overregulation that kind of uh, curbed that? Yeah. Uh, is yeah. that what happened there? Yeah. Okay. They're, yeah. Yeah. And they're a younger um, industry out there. We've been around a little bit longer, so they were easier to take out. But um, that's what happened. And so what? when when everything was destroyed, now Cure Leaf and Wellness gets to go in and use the legislature that they have in Washington to rewrite the rules and laws so they can operate and nobody can touch them anymore and and write the rules so nobody else can participate. And in the public hearing I had in front of Eric, he admitted to knowing that he hired the company that put the medical program in Washington out of business. He admitted that they hired him and said, yeah, we did hire that company, but we're not trying to, 
destroy the medical program in this state. So he knew what happened, hired the same company. That's the company that has metric, and they're trying to shove metric down our throat. Did he Andy say, ruled. did he offer up any reasons, uh, Eric, or, and I'm not sure if you followed up with him. Did he offer any other explanations as to how it was going to be different than before? What <laughs> things were they paying attention to that maybe had caused the downfall of the medical program out there? You know, it, or would it be purely speculation, you think, if Eric knew that or, or had some ideas about how they were going to change it in order to protect caregivers, a step that hadn't been yeah. taken before? In Correct. Other states. Yeah. Um, I I can't speak for what he thinks. Sure. But, uh, right. In 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 the in the in the work session, there's no there's no way for back and forth unless Eric wants to go back and forth. So when I got done talking, he said what he had to say, and then they moved to the next person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I want to get back to for a moment. You were talking about uh, enforcement and uh, the fines that could come from that. I want to say on Monday, towards the end of it, Hillary Lister, Lister was speaking on policy, that particular policy. Am I, uh, you saw that? Or did you get a chance to? She was probably, I oh, go ahead. It, yep. No, um, I saw some of it, keep going. Yep, and she went on, um, and it was good conversation back and forth, and you could tell that there were some VLA um, committee members who were taking an interest, like she was explaining everything, whether it was a positive or negative in the sense of like a danger, uh, but it, always addressing that the concerns are to keep it, um, <clears throat> let me see, keep it fiscally affordable yet impactful as well. If we're going to make, if some entity is going to have infractions against them, by all means, they're a bad representation or would be a bad representation for the medical program in general. However, don't cut them off at the knees like what you were talking about, the $10,000 fine, the exemption from ever being a caregiver, so on and so forth, with the first violation. you know. And whereas what um, Hillary was asking for, and I think they're gonna find a compromise if they do go this route. First time it's a warning, second time it's a warning, third time it's a strike, and then you do start to experience fines. Fines with very various uh, economic impact ranging from a thousand to two, uh, from a hundred to two thousand, depending on the infraction. Right. But then the fourth no, be, right. is doubled, and uh, fifth, okay, well maybe you should not be a caregiver or you know or licensed any longer. But instead, what was yeah. proposed was first time infraction, you lose your license. Well, I don't, I don't know. It has. There was no step by step. Mm -hmm. I was implied. I, I was uh, implied. And that was a bill that was no, introduced I mean, by Lucchini. Oh, go ahead. Right. No, I mean, on Lucchini's bill, was. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that was like it was broken down into first step as a warning. None of it seemed educational to me. It seemed about uh, punishment. No, and a pu you're right. Punishment driven bill. Well, what uh, Hillary had introduced was a policy that was maybe a compromise yeah. on what was yeah, being proposed yeah. in that part. Yeah. And I believe it was LD yeah, I 862. I could be wrong on the number, but it's enforcement penalties or, or where they were charting enforcement Might penalties. Might have been 882, maybe? Maybe. It was, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm older. I, I don't hear as well sometimes when they're mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, no, uh, we, we did, uh, uh, there was, 
the, uh, you know, the directors of all the groups came together. And uh, I don't know if you saw where Louis asked us to write up our own rules. I didn't uh, the see OMP that. Had two ye- yeah, the OMP had two years to write the rules, mm-hmm. and they gave us two weeks two yeah. weeks to rewrite them. To rewrite them. Uh, then come in to like four days into the writing process, they said, oh, wait, you only have one week. So we ended up, uh, the, the, the groups that came together, the directors of the groups that came together, basically rewrote the rules in, uh, in a very effective, uh, logical, uh, way. And, uh, it got presented on Monday but I don't know if you noticed it didn't get brought up much. It was towards the Uh, end. It was actually when Hillary was there. And it's funny you say that because I wanted to make a note of that. Uh, It was um, Lucchini. Lucchini is what I call him with that Italian. Is it Lucchini? I think it's Lucchini. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, And he said that um, here it was uh, in my notes. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, the meeting on the 17th was previously uh, originally planned for two weeks, not one week. And so people to be able to rebuttal to that only had a week to plan. But it's funny that uh, Lucchini at the 58th minute when he said um, when they were asking about. So what do you think about these? Because he was the bill sponsor. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, of course, it got tabled. But um, yep. his response to it was, well, I just just now received this information today. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. you know, come on, you you put the screws to everybody. You, you, well, not necessarily you, but the committee by upping everything mm-hmm. a week, believing that it wouldn't have been accomplished and not so airtight and it's funny that uh craig yeah. hickman thereafter said hey you guys did a great job putting this together in such a short period of they time. really did they did they really did oh yeah oh yeah there was a, a group of people that came together and they worked very very hard to put together a, a really nice document um and it really it received no no attention um and uh, it was to replace the 82 pages of rules. Um, so really, uh, you know, we we need support on on the bills that we, we uh, that we we have coming up on Monday. I think they're voting on everything Monday. They're going to have uh, to because they Monday. can't table everything anymore, can they? They have no. to give. No, this is this is the end of it. This is this is where we find out a uh, direction. Or whether there's a relationship, or or it's hostile, is that what you right, think? Yeah, is that what you're? Is that well, is that your feeling about what's happening right now? Yeah. Um, what it is is that we have the moratorium bills they need to go through. We need to have a, a little bit of a, a breathe, a little bit of breathing room. Economic impact study and patient impact studies should be done. Um, regarding any rule change they haven't been um so are we setting and, ourselves up for this would be a moment where people have to react and actually if they're going to this would be the time you sue oh yeah we we have less than a week left mm-hmm. um so with whatever bills we have the rules need to be thrown out they keep resurfacing um if people think the rules are, are going away right now, are gone right now or off the table, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be getting 
bigger and more prominent right now. This seems to be impending doom regarding those rules right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need a lot of support in uh, the BLA. Um, have you noticed signs? I mean, do you feel need. like do you feel like we have built something up there? How how large? How many members are there on the VLA? It's hard 14. to. There's fourteen. Fourteen members. I yeah. never see all fourteen. That's why, uh, or very seldom do you see all fourteen. So I had yeah, lost some, track of what. Some of them, some of them vote afterwards. Sure. They have till noon the next day to vote. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, there's definitely some people in that committee that are, it might be one, it might be a, a couple that are definitely trying to um, stop any progress for us. Mm-hmm. They're definitely in favor of the bigger companies coming in. Um, they want to put in unlimited dispensaries without out of state, uh, with, with no residency, residency law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they want to take away the residency law um, and allow unlimited. So you're, you're talking, well, this could put in as many dispensaries as Eric lets them. Right. And Carolee. Um And that's, you know, I just think that's a bad idea. Um, mm-hmm. It would, do you think it would also attract? Do you think at that point also it would attract a lot of even smaller uh, growers or or does is Maine? Are we at the point where in Maine, depending on the outcome here, that um, that the idea of say small individual groups like one or two people who come on over they come to Maine because they can grow here in Maine? Um, mm-hmm. Are those days? being jeopardized as well as well as oh, yeah. as well as our next generation of mainers who would like to get yeah. into it and develop into no, it do you feel like that's being yeah, threatened that's, too very yeah it's very much and it's not because it's at the saturation point either it's that we are going to be taken out systematically um if these rules go through you can bet there's going to be a lawsuit mm-hmm. um falling shortly after the implement them um are these uh the type that when they pass it's normally in a 30-day period or 60-day or is it almost effective immediately upon enforcement or opportunity i believe it's up i believe it's up to the department i believe they can do a 30-day emergency implementation on it yeah if they wanted to yep yep um but yeah, I mean, anybody in Scarborough that's interested in um, emailing Chris Chiazzo, they really now's the time and let him know that if he doesn't back our medical program, it's time for him to leave. He's going to get voted out. Mm-hmm. We will actively campaign against anybody that tries to destroy our small businesses. Do you know how long he's uh, been in state government? He's a freshman this year. A freshman? About. Uh, yeah, I don't, maybe last year. He's okay. a freshman, though. Yeah, right. No, it's interesting. Um, I mean, it, in some ways you would hope that uh, things that pertain to a local level, uh, there there might be more of an adherence to understanding what they are, what these interests, and mm. I'm not speaking only on cannabis, yeah. but you know, businesses in general, or knowing your locale and what's happening 
hmm. um, through the state. Yeah. And, and I'm always surprised at this point. It's not like, uh, I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm sure call it a pot, pot store or uh, they're, you know, call them whatever you want. Um, term them the way you want in an older, more unbeknownst of the whole industry kind of attitude. I'm fine with that yeah. as long as you acknowledge and understand how this is impacting you locally. Right. And, and it's yeah. strange to me uh, at this point. Strange. Right. It's funny. Um, I'm not sure if it's just the, the way people are. I guess like 85% of people will avoid conflict or, or, or what the answer is. But, um, you know, when you tell people what's happening in the industry, there's a lot of them that say that that just that doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. They would do that to us. But I saw you, Carrie, at the last rally. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the lobstermen down over the hill? Yeah, I did. Protesting? Yeah. So right now, our governor is pushing to put the offshore wind right in the Gulf of Maine, right? Yes. The turbines that float on the surface. That's right. Yep. So those turbines are 200 decibels and they found that the, the noise of that going into the ocean, into the water is throwing off the sonar for whales, right? It's so, messing with their frequencies. Correct. Pretty much. So, Right. Now, they're finding wherever they put these in that whales are beaching themselves. Now, a lot of people maybe don't know that the right whale is in the Gulf of Maine. It's an endangered species, right? Mm-hmm. So if one right whale dies from these turbines, it shuts off all fisheries in Maine. Everything. On a state okay. level, correct? With, with no, the federal. impact federal, on a federal? No, no federal steps in. And all the fishing is done in Maine. Okay. So if our governor has no qualms with taking out the fishing industry and the lobstermen, she's not going to protect the cannabis people. You got to fight for yourself. Can you the, can, I, I was looking at that bill. I, I was looking at that bill and I have a question for you and I'm not sure how much you're oh, uh, know of it or talk. I was listening to NPR the other day um, because sometimes they still have good information. And um, mm-hmm. they were talking about the humane uh, program up in Orono was one that was working on this wind turbine uh, right. technology, and that right. they that they were talking about putting it out. Now you're talking two different um, um, zones of fishing, correct? When one is on a state level, and I believe it is it five miles out is considered state, or do you know if that's twelve? Uh, I, th- I think it might I be twelve was, or something like that. I thought it was three, Gary. Oh, three. Um, yeah, because do you remember the day after we had the rally, mm-hmm. and they the lobstermen w- went by the Blaine house with their tr- with the tractor trailers. Yep. Within three hours, the the governor put up an emergency bill that made it seem like she was protecting the lobster industry, mm-hmm. but it was only in the main in main waters uh, in just outside the main waters. And you might be right; it might be more than five, maybe seven. I don't know. It's not my. I, I want to say five expertise. and twelve. Um, I want to say five and twelve were yeah. the numbers that I was aware of. 
Maybe um, you're, maybe so you're I right. think one is so, um, yeah state, then one's federal, and then one becomes, and then after that it becomes inter international waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you know Billy Bob Falkenham, he's a representative, and he's a lobsterman, right? So he put forth the bill to shut all that down. She wrote a bill that made it seem like she was going to protect the lobstermen, but it doesn't. It's only a small swath of of the fishery. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lobstermen still are displeased even after she puts forth that emergency bill because it's not good enough. It's going to still put people out of work. It's going to still jeopardize the lobster industry. Um, and then there's a big section right close to the coast of Maine uh, that will still have, it's called like a test, a test spot, mm-hmm. which I believe is right in Billy Bob's fish zone where, where he fishes. So um, if she's, if she's willing to take out the number one industry in the state, which is lobstering, she got no problem taking out the number two, which is cannabis. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No problems. And there's a lot more. And both of those are, both of those are being pushed. Yeah. Right. So the lobster industry, and I, I, I wouldn't know any, I wouldn't have any, um, type of, uh, time frame that I'm aware of, of, uh, as long as they've been organized on the coast of Maine. Would you know how far back that might go? Time-wise? Jeez, I don't know, Care. It's been a while, know, though, right? I, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while oh, where yeah. they've been, oh, yeah, well-protected before. Yeah. But it does feel oh, like yeah. there's this but, threat that's coming uh, within government that's taking away this uh, these things that are main things or have, have the potential mm-hmm. of being main things and main way of living. And so, yeah, yeah there yeah. seems like there's, I you know, I'm going to say it, I mean, it feels like there's a sellout going on. So um, it's not good because there was, you know, it was almost easier when there wasn't an interest in Maine for us to (laughs) just sort of slog along and do our own thing. You know, I get it. Um, I get it. That's an epiphany I had more more recently. The cold cold weather weather kept a lot of them away. It kept a lot of people away. Right. But Mm. now they figured out, oh, we can, uh, we can put some power lines through the state, put up a bunch of solar farms. Yeah, we can exploit that state all in the name of green, um, one way or the <laughs> yeah, other, and, then, you know? and it's happening before our eyes. And I don't blame like yeah, people who want to live here. Gary, I blame corporations yeah. who come here. I really do. That's me, Darren. Yeah, it's, yeah. People <laughs> that want to move here, that's good. You still bring your practices up here. Mm. Oh, all right. So you're saying no outsiders, huh? <laughs> well, no, they can come in. It's just like everybody leaving California to go to Texas. They're like, you can come down here, but don't bring your policies down. Oh, sure. Right, the right. Yes. You left, there's a reason you left California. You come down here, you're gonna, you support how we do things, not how you did it back there. But um, No, you're right. There's a main way of things, too. And we hope that as, uh, as the years pass us by that... Uh, people become, I suppose, a little bit more enchanted and understanding of uh, the idea and the concept yeah. of what Maine's always meant to us who live here. So, right. yeah, without a doubt. Now, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but I, I just You did. Like, it's all right. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not I the first like, time we uh, do this. <laughs> all right. I feel like people they people think that... That's a worthwhile big, interest, so no doubt. Right. But there's some people out there that are thinking that somebody's going to swoop in and save this industry because it's so powerful and there's so many people. And I mean, the cannabis people, you know, what, 266 million last year mm-hmm. uh, in sales. Mm-hmm. So a quarter of a quarter of a billion dollars in sales. And, and people think, Oh no, we're fine. We're, we're 
we make a lot of money for the state. So does the lobster industry. And if they're not safe, neither are we. And if you're not willing to fight for it, don't cry when it's gone. It's, I wonder, I, uh, it, it's got to be a fight where we're, there's no reliance on uh, outside interests to save the day. It has to come from within. Uh, it has to be oh, groupings. Yeah. And so what you guys were able to pull off most recently, if there was ever um, a, a strong high point, uh, a moment to, to bring um, the groups together, that was the moment. And so I think uh, for those of us who are on the outside looking in, we're glad to hear that there was a lot of that. Uh, effectively working as a large, cohesive group like that. Maybe investing more people, if um, depending on this outcome here investing more people full time yeah. into a role like that to defend our culture, to, to defend our industry and to, to maybe yeah. work our way of life. You think that's achievable after? Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a tons, there's a ton of ways to become an activist, you know, whether it's pounding signs on the side of the road or making phone calls or handing out flyers, or if you don't have time, you can donate the money for the lawyers to, you know, sue these people for treating us poorly and, uh, you know, which is, I think is going to end up happening. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, but they need to know that, you know, they, if they want to bring this fight to us, then they want to play hardball. We're going to play hardball. Glad to hear that. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do our part here too. I'm going to put this out, um, pretty quick, my friend. Uh, Derek, I want to thank awesome. you for coming on and sharing. Let's catch up a little bit sooner than Thanks. we did this last time. I feel like I haven't spoke to you in a dog's <laughs> age and that's my bad, but I think yeah. we've both been caught up. So yeah, I always get time to talk to you, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks I appreciate that. No problem. Thank Have you. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. 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 I know none of y'all What's that living matter? What's up? That's what you gave me the other day. Have you um, smoked it? Yeah, I just did. Liked it? Yeah. Was that the dosi? <laughs> um, I think it that was. what you gave me? Yeah, I think, the dosi. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I want to say it was. Had that flavor. Yeah. No, it was just some good stuff. Um, yeah, it was. I was talking to uh, Derek and Derek got, or Derek Short for a little while. And... Um, <clears throat> He was going off, but it kept me engaged enough too. Although it hits, like mm -hmm. it, it stays with you. It's very heady. No, yeah. Um, so, thanks for the hookup. Job. Yeah, no, no. I mean, thanks, Travis. Thank Travis for that. That was some really gro well-grown dosy. But uh, speaking on the topic of well-grown, there's been uh, some stuff. Ooh, nice. some stuff going on um, with uh, with the with the pre-roll game. We we saw something on Instagram recently posted from I think it was Hiker Trash. Yeah, well, may I pull it up? Yeah, and it did right seem here. like there was some dissatisfaction with uh You can go ahead and read it. Was it was just the other day, and then posted, uh, not a single person there cares at jarco.main. And just so, we, just so we include that, this is not our words. This is this is written. For, this is read, Oh, yeah, right. This is a post. This is read from Hiker Trash's post. This is not our words whatsoever. Right, right. Um, worst service, 
products, pre-rolls, you name it. If it's theirs or one of their partners, stay away. This is round two and it, and it shows like a pre-roll, uh, still riddled with seeds and pre-rolls are even worse. Patients be warned, moldy products put on shelves. Everything here is waste of your money. Do not support them in any shape or form. Absolute garbage. It's pretty, it's pretty strong words, but it's not that I could disagree with them in my experience. Well, I mean, also, I mean, I, just, I don't think from the industry being in the industry, I don't think of, um, Jarko as somebody who puts out fire <clears throat> in a, in a sense, I don't think that's their business model. Right. I mean, I also, in, in their defense, uh, they like, specialize in other directions. Well, no pre-rolls are kind of hard to master. Even the people that have like some of the best machines, it really depends on having a good employee that's manning them. You know, not grinding the bud too fine, things like that. There's been a lot of reputable uh, vendors that I've bought in pre-rolls from and that have not turned out so well and we've had to return them and they're pretty understanding of it. Um, I would have approached the situation differently personally. I think it's like taking what happened with the pre-roll and projecting it on all of Jarco's products, which I think leads you down a little bit of a slippery slope and I don't necessarily know if I would have went that far with it. And knowing a lot of these people in the cannabis industry, sometimes I feel like a text can just resolve things. Um, that's definitely how I would have responded. Mm. You know, if I was maybe before getting into it a little bit more and understanding how like the back end administrative work goes. But a lot of times just shooting a simple message, letting someone know. He took him back the first time. Uh, it seems like from my understanding, he's taking him back again. Um, I don't know. It just sucks because he did say this is round two. It's the second shot. How many times when you're going to give uh, a place, um, if it's cannabis that you're looking for, and obviously um, Hiker Trash is looking for craft product. Right. I mean, because that's what they, they're all about with their company and what they end, uh, give for an end result. So when he goes in and he said, this is round two, obviously he wasn't impressed the first time either. And right. so if the second time's a pre-roll, I get you the frustration, but, he, but he's also that, not like going to sure. carelessly throw words around unless that's something he, he feels, and, you know, you can, you could get attacked for that unless of course there's more to the story, but maybe how long do you want to make that story too? Well, that's what I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, it would have been, it would have been better to pinpoint something <clears throat> that they had done. That was like an actual fault. Um, I'm just speaking from experience that if I was to react like that to everyone that gave me shitty pre-rolls twice, uh, I probably wouldn't be able to buy pre-rolls from anyone because uh, that's just how it is. And from being in a business where I've seen thousands of pre-rolls pumped mm -hmm. out from our from the in-house team over at Cure, um, it's easy to understand that even out of a thousand of someone that's been doing it, and I would like to say we've we've gotten it down kind of well. You know, we, I think we do put out a decent amount as far as seeing how many are returned from other brands and stuff like that, that you can kind of start to judge who has someone that knows what they're doing behind the machine or behind whatever their facet is to get the pre-rolls made. Mm. But I don't know. I, th I think that it's, it, you walk a fine line with that. I just feel like with the, in the whole, I do agree. I feel like there's something more to this and this was the um this was the leverage that hiker trash needed in a sense and it's not much it's not like it's a crazy amount of leverage but it gave him like the avenue to it to express <clears throat> some anger um because i i can't imagine that it, it the first time it happens the second time it happens if they say yes already unless they said no that's the that's the one part i don't understand and if if that story then made them go to a yes maybe i'm in a little bit more of an agreement because i'd want my money back too but if if 
if it was a if it was a yes, yeah, I'm going to return him. I don't think blasting the guy or his company is, is a great way to do it because obviously he's owning up to his mistake, even if it is a second time. Mm. So does does it run maybe a little bit deeper in the sense that uh, and this is my own speculation. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'll go there. I'm not putting it in, but when I think about this situation, the Small craft is, grower is my versus, versus very well-funded. Yeah, right, right. It's know, the and, whole approach. And, and um, you know, I've got to speak a little bit. I, I know that um, JARCO has been in Maine public legislative. They've gone to a lot of the state meetings back, uh, we're talking pre-COVID, uh, well well before pre-COVID. I wouldn't be able to speak on to what year exactly I know they started getting into the political realm of it. <clears throat> I first identified it, I believe, uh, in 2018 or maybe 17, late 17. So right around that period of time. Um, and they were very active on a state level. <clears throat> and so perhaps we can thank them for what the medical program became in 2018 right? and what it's become to up until this point. Or... Were they, did they come to the party a, a little bit later? Was it 2018 on and how it shaped the, the medical market and the regulations that go into it, knowing that they are a larger in-state business and can handle it where many other caregivers are not going to be able to handle this? No, I mean... I, so I, there is that jeopardy. There is that thought process that goes through the, my head. I get the small my craft versus like the bigger well-funded organizations and stuff like that. I don't really know because I think when you start to boil down this legislation, we've seen that even the small craft growers can't get on the same page. And all reality is in the sense of they all have separate interests that they're trying to protect. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. No. I think every entity has um, their own interests. They have something that they're trying to protect, you right. know, and that's their income. That's their way of life. And so just if we just start casting and, and granted, I don't agree with overregulation as a way to squash competition, uh, especially from out of state corporations. I don't personally agree with that method. Would I still be able to sit at the same table and have a conversation with the person? Absolutely. Would I what go would out have been an agreeable method just, or, or relationship to have built though? What? Why would larger business come in and want to build a relationship with smaller business? Well, I'm not saying they would, but I mean, like, I don't think there's a reason to. And I've always said that. I've been. I mean, vo- there I've been vocal could be on this the, cohabitation. Well, I'm that's, sure. That's what I'm saying. Be. I've always been vocal, and I've even said it too, especially with some of the protests. Mm-hmm. Like in any protest, I think that there's a way to politely protest, and that there's a way not to. I think going about it as in a sense of come sit at the table, and some people can say that never works. And I'm not trying to construe with what we have done with other protests in the past. I don't want to link it because this is nowhere. Uh, cannabis reform in Maine, in my opinion, is nowhere near to other things that we've protested in American history. As far as like when we look at segregation and the fight from Martin Luther King and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that's way more serious. There's a lot more on the line from that. That's, that's just the end all be all. But if they would have gotten shut down, turned violent, if they would have turned nasty, would they have been where they are now, which is... We've seen segregation slowly. I'm not going to say that all racism is dead, but the approach that he took clearly worked. And so I don't know if I agree that changing the tactics to something dirty like that or or becoming more aggressive is good for business or good for the overall general community. Mm. Aggressiveness on... Just in general. Like, I feel like there's more... There is more opportunity to communicate. The biggest problem that we are facing, too, is that 
Well, there were there were representatives from uh, five different coalitions or groups or entities that met for Hold the on, last I wanna, week. I want to clarify, though. Okay. I think that the aggression I'm talking about is the aggression that we see sometimes as far as it's hostility, like with the protests. I don't think that gets through to people. I don't think those type of posts get through to people. I don't think demonizing people that have different beliefs in you, regardless if you deem them to be, you know, job crushing and livelihood killing. I don't think going and like retaliating with that same type of energy gets people anywhere. You know, it really just fuels the opposition's fire and then fuels the inside jobs that most of these people believe are happening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's clearly working. And I just felt like from day one, there would have been, there should have been better ways to go about it as a whole. I don't know the way of it. So I'm not going to try to correct anyone that's doing it. I think everyone that's doing what they're doing for the cannabis community is doing a great job. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wish sometimes we just took a step back and just slept on something. And that's something I've learned. I'm a pretty hot headed guy. But everything's you know on the line, so to speak, in the next week or so, because a lot of what they've done recently has been tabling some of the larger issues that are about to impact the medical program. We're about to find out. There have been some uh, concessions both ways on some of the literature so far to this point, um, agreements like to look mm -hmm. into a little bit deeper. But um, those things that were tabled have to be resolved before Memorial Day. I use or, or I use go out I use legislation as more of like a blanket statement. I really still want to focus on just that comment. Oh yeah, which I know that's where it really came from. Is it like I get the anger behind legislation, but I think taking that and just using like trying to find a crutch of someone or something like that, or trying to use the joint as a crutch, to me it does come off as a little bit of like clout chasing, you know, you're, or like or just like you're trying to find something you can't necessarily pinpoint why you hate this guy. You know, you hate the guy because he doesn't necessarily agree with what you agree with. And so the way you disagree with him is by trying to shit on his product and business. That's me saying it bluntly. I don't know if I agree with that method. If I had an issue with someone or if I had a problem like that, I would try to discuss it. If I can't get through to that person, whatever, I'm going to try to find qualities maybe about them I like. I might say shit behind their back, but I'm never going to say it to their face because I'm going to try to keep it cordial for the most part. Mm -hmm. and, that's not, and that's not being fake. I'm allowed to vent to who I want to, but I think venting on social media in that form I don't know if that's appropriate. So we've I don't seen, know, especially from a business. But mm -hmm. that also depends on who your clientele is. I'll leave we've it at that. seen some of this happen before in the industry and not going uh, in to, to rile things up. So I'm not going to bother with names, but we've seen it before where people do um, shit on somebody else's product and oops, there was a mistake. It doesn't matter. Like it got resolved. There were moments people talked about it. They got uh, upset or wanted an explanation and, and they let it die. We even saw a case of that lately. Somebody tried to raise it up a little bit. Um, a certain situation between a couple people that was long dead <clears throat> and tried to make it something and it's nothing. The community's kind of stopping this attack on one another, but there is this insider outsider perspective strongly in play as well. I, but I, I also believe in um, correlation. Or doesn't, correlation or doesn't exactly, and that's what I'm kind of. Correlation doesn't always mean causation, and it doesn't just because the small links are there, and the feeling in the gut is there. I also believe a lot of the stuff is documented. You know, we're not. There is this, I guess, somewhat small house of cards happening, but it's been taken to a degree that I think is a little bit outlandish in some circumstances. And I'm not saying all, once again, I agree with the fight. 
I just don't necessarily know if I agree with all the methods that have been taken. I, from day one, spoke that I think we should have been focusing more on legislators and should have been focusing on voting out people and voting in others. That's where the nastiness should have been taken. But it did happen. Craig Hickman got in and he's been very effective on that board or on that committee. Right, but we've been a huge part of it. No, 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 for sure. But also, too, I imagine if a lot of this separation wouldn't have happened prior to. Mm. I think a lot of separation happened because we started pointing fingers at people that we don't really know what's going on. They seem well-funded or, or they seem a little suspicious. And we see it all the time happen. Well, there are hand, I mean, for, for God's sakes, there's been people that are like, dude, how many times do I have to tell you I don't use the person? I don't right, use right, right. this, I don't get represented by this. And they still get, I mean, Team Green, those guys are awesome. Those guys are great people. And they even admitted when they first got into it, they were told she was the best. And that's who they went to to help to get their LLC set up and make sure they were compliant. The second they found out about her business actings, they took her off as her as the registered agent for the LLC and stopped using her. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. these people knew this that blasted them. They already had clarified it once. Mm-hmm. So what? How many times do you have to ask a member of the community to fucking defend themselves before they're just like fuck that guy? And is that what we really want? That almost seems like we're feeding into the opposition's hands. Divide and conquer. That's a great way. Make them start questioning their own. That is the that is the classic way to tumble, to tumble a, a community is start to turn them against each other. And it's happened. I've been saying this is uh, that's so that's not proper English. I have been saying this yeah, is going to happen. Is the community for a long time. hasn't even been a community for that long. Um, I mean, in the greater because sense of community. Because if you think about it, it's never been as open as it's been in the last, say, only three years or four years, really. It's never been this open ever. So there's a lot, and, and we've both seen it. There's new and new ones always coming along. But there was this faction of people, growers, that were Mainers. And uh, you can't tell me that you could expect somebody who's like got that main mainness in their blood um, to be not be a little bit combative about it in the sense. You know, I mean, that's that's what's been effective. That's how it's worked before. A lot of companies have representation, but it's a, it's more of a defend your land kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say fuck those people because right. I just I agree with their end goal. I disagree with the means of getting to there. Uh, just in some ways, I do. Sure. I love the passion in other ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about like normal protests. Like the, everything that happened at Augusta was awesome. You know, maybe there was one person that might have spoken was, you know, fuck this, fuck that. I might have not followed along with that as much, but Mm. I got it. I understand the frustration. I can empathize with that. I'm just saying, and this is, I guess, the part of like the more analytical part of me, like why I wouldn't have said that, even though if I felt that way is even though I feel it, I feel like it's just be trying to become more polished, trying to present yourself in a better way. Because now, look, he he's probably got to go return those pre-rolls and sit face to face with the guy. You know, and if that, like I said, if that was That's the means, right if that for was both the means to, do, though, is to get not? them to the table, <laughs> then there is more justification for it. But I don't know if I, I just don't. Agree. So it'd be good if they meet, if they talk about it and, you know, uh, come to, come to some agreement or. I mean, I bet you it would be an awakening for Joel. If it's, if it does indeed. Maybe uh, it sets them in a path. Maybe, maybe that there's a chance of um, something coming out that, or maybe there's not well, yeah. because there are too many unknowns on our part. We but I see only, a lot of people again, it's also, only speculation. I do see a lot of people also too, sometimes that are hella tough on Instagram and posting about stuff. And then they come down their, uh, their attitude a lot more somber. I just feel like we're in a, like, we're in the great state of Maine. Well, a lot of people are true to your face. And, and I've had to have these difficult conversations, but I've seen it happen, play out in front of my face. People that can't have the difficult conversation, can't say no, can't tell someone this product, unfortunately, just doesn't meet our standards. Can't let someone know, hey, these pre-rolls, can you come by and let's talk about them? 
they need to be returned. We've had that conversation with many vendors. If you can't do that and you result to just posting on Instagram, then I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like you just have the conversation with the person right there. You're going to tell me you can't get in contact with the guy. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a shitty situation, but I just feel like it's a very set, shitty situation anytime we just start shitting on someone's business, regardless if we agree with their political beliefs, regardless if we want to take them down. They probably got a family to feed to. They got shit they got to do. Granted, they, I don't know their financial situation. I don't care. I just don't agree with, I never have agreed with the whole sense of a business attacking a business from the main thing that I think it looks bad on the person levying the attack. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you would have answered that way a year and a half ago. <laughs> no. Or something like that. How come? How come it's changed? I don't know. Just like more experience, I guess. I was, I'm young still, so I, I try to learn a lot. But um, yeah, that's just one thing that I've learned is that you can vent to other people, to your, you know, your fellow a lot of your friends like know that. you that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy I mean, who can just, go off. But it's just about too is how I, how do you get business done on the ground? Yeah. What? How do you? Because at the end of the day, it don't matter about your ego. Mm -hmm. It matters about getting the joints returned or getting them replaced and moving forward with your business. Yeah. When things need to be moving mm -hmm. forward, you need to be, and you're the catalyst that makes that move forward. Well, damn well better. You know, you right. got to keep those wheels turning at all times. And mm -hmm. so yeah, you've been you, you've been seeing that a lot more lately too. Good. Well, like even today, we, we implemented a new uh, new POS system, Flow Hub. We're late to the game on that one. But it was a lot. We had a lot of product inventory, uh, sticker, label, all that type of thing. And one of the girls forgot to move the GMO from the all stock room to the sales floor in the in the software. And it wasn't scanning through. It had scanned through prior to, but when she re-added the inventory, she accidentally put it back in the all stock and not into the sales floor. So it was stuck in not a sale position. It couldn't be sold, but we had it for sale. And we're in the heart of a rush hour. Everyone loves GMO. You try to scan it in. It's not coming up. And it's not letting you out to the cart. And we get on the phone with Flow Hub, and I get the worst representative possible. <laughs> I've had her multiple times. She's a nice person. But the thing is, too, is as much as I want to just scream and say, you know, transfer me to your supervisor, it's not a call center. You deal with like a handful of people there. You got to have a good relationship with them. I'm in the, like I said, there's, yeah, there's a line out the door. And as much as I want to scream at her on the phone because she's not good at her job. And that's just the damn truth. Were about you working it. on one of the front POSs or were you working I was on, on like the, a computer I was in the front on the back? P in so, the front POS, so you were I, tying up one of the registers because but then, of it. Well, the register was tied up because of it. That guy was waiting to get GMO. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And also, obviously at that point, I'm just like scanning a comparable eighth, write it down and we'll remove the other eighth from the inventory. So everything in the store that. is now accountable. Everything like, has to be and can't go out the door without being accounted for. Yeah. It's always, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. If or, anyone sees 65 <laughs> kind farm bars, the cookies and cream, um, we'd love them back. Uh, <laughs> Are those misplaced? <laughs> I think so. It was wrong inventory. But, but yeah, no, it's just, that's my biggest thing is that recently a lot of experiences that you I've guys had, receive it. Scan oh, when it, I hang up the phone, like I hang up the phone and I'm like, you know, fucking fuming. Fuck her, da 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 da. Waste of my time. You know, I've thrown out every insult in the book, but to someone I can vent to. If I did all that shit on Instagram and talked all that shit on Instagram, it'd ruin my credibility. Who the hell would want to work at me? They'd be so so afraid to make a mistake that I'm gonna come down their throat. Sounds like your coworkers, because you said you went off on them after. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I vent to them. Oh, like okay. you know, and like they get it too, and like well, it's like they're right there, you know. So it's like it's just about having someone that's in your corner that you can talk to. Yeah, you know, and that, and that's what I think it is is like the aggravation on social media really just makes you look like a fool at the end of it.
It does. It just does. You ne- a lot of these times you never see these stories stay up for more than 12 hours too because the person's like, fuck, the whole time they're sweating. They got the forehead beads forming. They don't realize, should I have posted that or should I have waited? You know, should I have slept on this? They know when the second they posted that it's risque, but they're like, do I want to follow through with this? You know, and I'm not really specifically talking about hiker trash. Jail. I'm just talking about people that make these, these, these. Yeah, I wasn't the sure if I should have put the face mask on my Christmas tree. That picture when I shared it made me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hear you. I don't know. Um, I like it. Um, I'm on the opposite end, uh, other than saying that I like it for the reasons that I uh, had suggested earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, I can see also, you're right. I hope it goes well. I hope there's a amicable really uh end to this yeah and, and, I, and to be there fair too be. i, I like be. That, that'd be great. i don't smoke anything from jar i'm not going to share my opinion on jar because i don't care enough he's just not in my realm of what i consider <laughs> a store i would shop at i do see them more as like the walgreens or something like that versus like i like supporting someone i know i know you know and i just don't know them that well and I really don't shop at many stores in general too. I, I, right. I have a relationship through this with some vendors that I like and I choose to go through them or I'll seek out someone's product. They don't seem to carry stuff that I would be interested in, which is normally a hash rosin from, you know, some other people like hiker trash or like can melts and stuff like that. They have a, um, Jugger has a $3.1 million project going on here in Lewiston. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, that was announced. I want to say back in January, maybe. Yeah. January. And I mean, so. obviously, too, they're, they're bigger. And Remember it's just, that large mill, too? There's another one, correct? Yeah. And then you brought up the um, uh, ones in Auburn last week, right? Yeah, and, like, it's just, it's a personal choice for me. I personally would rather support a smaller-owned store. Mm-hmm. I feel like I like the motto that people say, you're buying a kid a sixth grade, you know, a sixth grader, uh, you know, a new pair of shoes. You're not buying a CEO. It's fifth vacation. And it, it does boil down to that sometimes. That's mm. where I enjoy to shop. Granted, I do think there's a lot of people that are smaller stores right now that are making a lot of money, and that's good for them. But a lot of these guys are local. You know, they've earned it. They've racked up a lot of credit card debt trying to get here. You know, oh, you yeah, talk to any sure. of these people, these guys have invested a lot prior to, and now they're finally starting to see some of the payoffs. Yeah. So do I get annoyed sometimes with the constant flex from these guys? Uh, maybe. Is it jealousy? Uh, maybe. But at the same time, it's more like I, I come to the understanding that a lot of these dudes – I've never had this before. A lot of these guys and girls have never had this type of income before, and it's good for them. It's good for the economy, and I do think it's one of the main factors that's helped us get through COVID. You like that uh, disposable income um, move? Like, let it go? Like, spend well, no. It? I think there's some people that have reinvested. It's like there's just some that decide to spend money in, in on different things, and that's a personal choice. It's like that's the biggest thing is you see the guy that has a small house but drives a Lamborghini. Maybe it's not because he wants to flex. Maybe the guy has always dreamed about owning that car and he doesn't care about having the most fancy fucking home. You see it all the time. Pizza guys. It's like a pizza guy. Delivery guy. So he's got these driving RS, Ford RS. I was like, oh, when they first came out, that's like a nice car. Yeah. You know, and he said, dude, I literally live at my parents and I just work to pay for my car. Me, that's not my choice. I don't want to do that anymore. But everyone has a personal choice that they're doing for in the moment. And I see Audi driving. I chose good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, yeah. I brand loyalist for that. I probably would always say. I think That's actually, I brought it up. if, if you I were a brand loyalist, I wouldn't have brought it up. I, I know there's th- others like you, so go off. <laughs> no, well, uh, uh, Ryan from Corporal Cannabis and uh, Elise 
They're picking up oh, their RSQ8. Yeah. I have been like waiting to see that thing. She said, next Puffin Paint, she's going to pull up with it. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, you're going to be here for that class then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Or for the first five minutes. It's a cool car, though. Yeah. It's a really cool car. And I do like, I, I like the, the engineering of, uh, of uh, just like the German intuitive as far as like what's what's inside it you know i'm not yep. a big like gearhead i don't know a whole lot about like what the transmission is and all this stuff i mean i could tell you the leaderage of the of the engine and what i would slap on for some bolt-ons but i'm not like no pro but i i do just just prefer those cars but that's the thing i know people that think they're fucking ugly as shit and that just comes back down to like personal preference and personal choice and mm. that's where i think we just got to respect people's and vent behind i think people really do for the most part uh, i don't i don't hear the the ugly is the ordinary, you know? I'd rather look at a car if, it, if I agree with the overall like features of it or the look or aesthetic. I like that somebody's building something that looks like that mm -hmm. and they want to. And so I know it's attractive. Of course, love to see vehicles like that. I'd love to see everybody driving something that good, you know, but I understand. And, no, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, what was that? I was gonna bring something else up. Shit, one more. You were talking about brands. No, I don't know if that was it. Yep, no. I do think it's important um, to know, obviously, that Dawson's is appearing to be doing better. Oh, uh, yeah. His condition has improved. I don't know. if Have you read an update or gotten an update? Um, well, the last shared videos that I've seen, him eyes open, obviously, and he's starting to like try to regain some muscle back um so he's been squeezing um you know one of these things just to keep all those muscles within the arm moving i'm i'm assuming he's switching off but i don't know all the details there um it was just a short video but very encouraging to see that was um that happened over the weekend where everybody got a chance to get first glimpse and very i hope the timing's good i hope the timing's right as far as like um his progression i hope it just keeps going in the positive direction it's been Mm -hmm. seems it's been very uh it's yeah. been very good for the community yeah so no we're going to be going ahead and we're going to be dropping a raffle the do it for dawson raffle on our website there's going to be three different tiers for it it's five dollars per entry uh you can enter as many times as you want uh all the money all the money a hundred and a hundred percent hundred percent a hundred percent of every dollar that is sent through the website is going directly to dawson there's going to be three tiers option one is called the room and that is a Terps rental, basically throw a cannabis event here for one night. The only night that ex is excluded is July 10th. The 710 bash from Bridget Farms will yes. be held then, of course. We'll talk about that in a Hash second. Bash. But basically the option one is the room yep. and you get a you get a free night here at the Cannabis Social. Uh, it's a, you know, 50 people lounge. There's a stage. You can invite whoever you want, do whatever you want. We have smoke eaters. The mask mandate ends next week. So it's, you know, no capacity limits. You can basically have as much as the room will hold, which is 75 to 100. And what? yeah. And so let's talk about option two. Option two, I believe we option called. Option two has, uh, we worked with that, that, uh, Corporal Cannabis as Option well. two is the gear. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. yep. Option two is the gear, which is mm -hmm. also something from us. Um, yeah, the gear, I did uh, two t-shirts, a crew or a hoodie, mm -hmm. um, a hat or a beanie, um, and then long sleeve, I believe as well. Yep. Uh, we just wanted to give like a well-rounded, they can choose any of the items that are on terps.com uh, mm -hmm. or terpslewiston.com website any of the gear that's on there we're gonna throw towards that cause and does option two also come with some cannabis products from corporal and tastefully baked um or is that just yes, option they do. three? so option two you would option get two and option three both come with items from corporal uh cannabis and tastefully baked uh, corporal is 
So uh, Corporal's put, giving, I believe it's a half ounce you'll get from Corporal. Of four uh, different flavors. Of four different flavors. Nice. There's going to be t-shirts from Tastely Baked. You get some chocolate bars, some gummies, some local honey. Mm-hmm. You get one of their cool vape carps with their even cooler batteries. Don't want to talk them up real quick. But the batteries, specialty made to deliver a higher voltage, more power to the cart because that's what Corey and Janelle wanted. That's what they're thinking behind it. And that's option two is called the gear. Remember, option one's the room. That's a cannabis social night. Option two's the gear. It comes with a bunch of clothes and some stuff from uh, Corporal and Tastefully, and option three is called The Goods, and mm. that comes with uh, essentially just the cannabis products. Um, you get the cannabis from Corporal, you get the chocolate bar, yep. the local honey, the cart, the, uh, I but think personally I'd be, the, uh, I'd be rolling going for, tray, our signature rolling yep. tray, a bud bucket, mm-hmm. uh, grinder, and I think a couple wooden pieces to go in there. As oh, well, that's on option three. Accessories. Yep. yep. So that's what our So yeah, go ahead. We're going to be going and picking the winner. You'll have to find out when we're doing that on our Instagram. The date's a little still up in the air, but terpslewiston.com. Go ahead and click on our, uh, I believe it's a do it for Dawson tab, and you'll be able to go ahead and find it there. All the information on how to enter. It's $5, 100% of that $5. All $5 goes directly to Dawson, um, the entire raffle. Thank you so much to Tastefully Baked, to Corporal Cannabis for joining Terps in this event. Um, and I think it's something cool. So yeah, make yeah. sure you go online, terpslewiston.com and check it out. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Good talking. Yeah. I know that we, when we were mentioning option one, two, we mentioned that seven ten was off the table. Yes. And I kind of want to highlight oh, yeah, that right, a little right. bit more and something that I think is going to be a pretty cool event. I also want to give, uh, what we'll, let's talk about the seven ten. what's going on. We have two, I think pretty cool events going on as I know of right now. One's going to be at the shack Four Twenty, and the other one is going to be at, um, the house of hash down in South, South Portland. Portland. Yep. And that's going to be hosted by Bridget Farms and Bridget Labs. They're going to be doing a big competition. And then we're going to be having a huge uh, hash bash here at Terps on mm-hmm. 710 itself or, or on the Saturday of whatever. I think it falls on a Saturday. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which so is So after awesome. their, uh, their day's festivities down there and the celebration there, the after party moves up here. Mm-hmm. So... Um, time to be determined a lot of details and and the whole grand scheme of things it is very limited seating because when i say 50 seats are going to fly for this event 50 seats are going to fly for Mm -hmm. this event Mm -hmm. it it fills up really quick we've seen the lit girl cookie tasting we've seen the tastefully baked tastings we've seen uh the treats tastings the room fills it Mm -hmm. fills quickly um and everyone wants to ask act act to buy a ticket last minute i truly don't think this event is one of those tickets are going to drop on june 10th it gives you a full month out to go ahead and make the purchase price and all the information will be online um but from the last event that i went to with treats here they absolutely nailed it Mm -hmm. crushed it knocked it out of the park they had pairings of hash with their drinks, with their food, everything was on point, and I can't wait to see because I know Stephanie and Brett were really, really planning on going all out yeah. for this uh, for the seven ten one. So yep. it's going to be one that you don't want to miss. Yep. No, it's going to be a really good event, and just the idea of who uh, who actually being able to hear, uh, be here and house it. Evan, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that's going to be a good group of people to be hanging with that night. Yeah. No. Sure. No. No. And I I love how desirable the uh, the blue couch section is. Mm-hmm. That's going to be. Oh, cool. is it? There's a lot of I, highly wanna, desired. <laughs> Should we bring in more uh, furniture, like uh, we could use couches extra, for that an night, extra maybe? sectional over there or something? Probably, yeah, right. So, 
All right, we'll work on it. Yeah, no. But yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, I'm looking forward to it as well. Where we're gonna, we're looking into live entertainment for that evening. Oh yeah. So we're gonna, and we also just to just to let you know, kind of some of the things that are coming down the pipelines. We we plan on doing another puff and paint night at Terps. Mm-hmm. That's definitely going to be happening. There's going to be some more food pairing events that are going to be coming throughout the summer. We've been in talks with quite a few people. Uh, definitely make sure you go ahead and turn our notifications on for Terps. Also, big shout out, the store is going to be back open again. We shut down the clothing store about a month opening ago. Opening this Thursday. Opening It'll probably this be Thursday. open before this recording hits mm-hmm. yet. It will be open Close. before this recording hits. Um, but it's, it's finally there. You know, we mm. moved it. The whole idea when we first got Terps too, and feel free to jump in whenever, it was for cannabis events. We wanted to do that. We, before COVID hit, we were throwing 420 parties yep. here, boom extracts at throw some parties here, uh, like Harry Dabs. I got to meet all those clowns. Who's the other one? Um, oh my God, uh, I think I look like a sloth. Uh, uh, fucking, Mo- no. yeah, what is his big name? Mountain um, something? No, not no, Big uh, Mountain. <laughs> What up, YouTube? Well, YouTube what Custom Chris? Grow 420. Yes, Custom right. Grow fucking 420. I got to meet him here. That was pretty cool. I definitely wouldn't hang out with those guys for more than one day. Um, that's like in a year cycle, maybe a five-year cycle, honestly, one time. Is it but, uh, Chris Crazy or... or that the, was cool. He was yeah, cool he was awesome to meet. But we he had some fun. cool parties here. And so that whole gist was we wanted to keep the event center going. Yeah. You know, and when COVID hit, that was not a possibility. You couldn't even go sit in a restaurant. You think they're going to be having an event? The whole world was freaking falling apart, you know? I feel like mm. the, I want to play the intro to Steve Bannon's podcast. <laughs> second, I watched him the other night on your... man in Germany has tested positive for COVID. And you're like, oh my God, it's hilarious. But... um, I watched him because you said... Yeah. And so then was. we started the clothing store. Mm-hmm. COVID kind of faded. Uh, everything, the summer in Maine was pretty good. The restrictions eased up. And so we opened up the cannabis clothing store. That was one of the ideas that we had of trying to keep the space rolling, getting some people coming through. We really wanted to be open to the public and COVID really screwed us because we were really getting onto that point where we were gonna yep. start opening and we had to totally shift gears. So we it, haven't been open and we're selling merch already. Yeah. It's a good spot. <laughs> the, the new spot has- I like um, it. it. It's great. It's amazing great visibility windows. right off of Main Street. There's only one parking spot up front, but here's the caveat. On, right behind the there. I mean, there's a, the Park, park Street has park. all the parking and we have a parking lot right out back of the building. It's not even a 15 second walk. There so, you go. and yeah, we'd love to see you guys. Make sure you come on down there. Check us out. We'll be open. What are the hours going to be, Carrie? Um, I post, no, I haven't posted those yet. I'm actually shooting for five days mm-hmm. we're gonna do 10 to 3 on wednesdays and sundays and 11 to 7 thursday friday saturday nice yeah so more geared towards that weekendish kind of thing mm-hmm. we want to meet them there but i feel like uh you've kind of uh you're doing your thing after three on sunday anyways probably more you're done you're you're yeah. going somewhere by one mm-hmm. so but why not be there for the afternoon gonna be a good spot to sp- uh, to spend the summer if we get that heat in line, <laughs> you know. Yeah, one of the rooms throwing off a little bit of radiator heat mm-hmm. still, and uh, nobody can get to the bottom of it. Oh no, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> and the, and the cool thing about Terps too is that in the summer the doors are open. Uh, always, always feel wasp. free. Killer wasp. Killer wasp. Oh my god, fuck the killer wasp. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that is that's a little bit intense, but um, gonna be. A- I, going to be a good time over there um, you know we're going to uh, do Peter a doobie day over there we're going to do a doobie day which is one day a week where we come and smoke up after hours basically oh. six to nine come on in hang out light up roll down you know relax a little bit we're in the sunshine room in the sunshine room in the yeah sunshine room. in the okay. sunshine room there's two rooms there at terps one is more of a lounge style that sure. uh, peter peter boldick the guy that we work through often for videotography he occupies and that's his like creative space and it's something we talked about 
Um, so yeah, we'll be doing doobie days. We haven't announced when. It's something I just came up with on the spot, and Absolutely. it sounded fucking awesome. Yeah, so sounds like a lot it. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we did something of that variation, and uh, there were very few good submissions that would happen. But imagine like the friends that you have now, or the people that you know now, like their rolling style. Holy fuck! Well, and the thing is, too, is it doesn't That'd even matter. It's just so like you know, we get we're in the cannabis industry. We don't sell cannabis there, right? Right. Um, but yeah, one day a week we're gonna. Leo CBD will sell. Yeah, <laughs> recovery CBD. I do got to give a shout out. The dude has got some fire tattoo cream that he came out with. Um, a lot of a lot of haters and doubters on it because he was sharing his idea and he said, "I, I, I'm gonna see if this works." He got a fresh tattoo, and they kept saying it's gonna peel, it's gonna peel. He came in every day to show us. And whether I you had wanted not, him to or not, <laughs> I have not seen it peel. <laughs> right. So I got to give credit where credit's due. I think he does have a great product. I think that tattoo and cannabis goes hand in hand. What are you going to get? Oh, I, I'm not getting a tattoo. I'm like, a like you don't put a bumper sticker on that. And then, but I do full, I do wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I do wholeheartedly agree. I might agree. just get a third because of that cream. <laughs> I don't think that's why you're buying the cream carrier. No. Okay. Oh, you mean, no, I thought he said, stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, Dunny Gummy told me, don't do it. Don't use it like that. <laughs> About one of the lotions. That was awesome. Yeah. And he I was did, right. I was, cleaning out the, I was cleaning out the office area. I did find a half gallon of unopened lotion. <laughs> Un <laughs> unopened. Yeah, no. So I went to, um, I tried to give it to a couple people and a lot of them declined, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. It's a tough market, man. Tough market. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine being the... Imagine picking that up at the store, the fucking shame involved. Um, That's something you order online. Either that or you're damn proud of it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this ought to get me through how long? Yeah. The woman at the, uh, at the register... We're going to need a price check on the half gallon of unscented lotion. <laughs> Register number nine. <laughs> Everyone's like, who the fuck is buying a half gallon of lotion? Well, yeah. I'll tell you, motherfucker. It was me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got David hooked on. Um, Brittany Carrier gave a bottle of uh, some uh, patchouli uh, lotion. What, you want him to smell like a damn walnut? He loves the <laughs> smell. Oh he my loves God. the smell. Yeah, he probably has no friends. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids stay away. <laughs> he thinks it's Dad, I don't know why Ben <laughs> won't hang out with me anymore. Ben's going home. Jeez, and David smells like fucking shit. Well, one of them likes to wrestle with him more. <laughs> yeah. Not I saying if it's a boy or a girl. I'd keep that kid away. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't offend anyone. But yeah, I'd keep that kid away. Keep that kid away. Right. So. I'm wondering now, though, because there's a lot of boys and girls hanging out. And I don't think they're at that age, but are they at that age where they're going to kiss? Does that happen at eight or nine? I can't remember. Like, my neighborhood, we were making out, like, in fifth grade. Uh, we were five, uh, five or six. So <laughs> maybe not that age. Maybe seven. Yeah. Yeah. You look like the type of guy that was making out with your neighbors at five years they old. They made me. They were older girls. Well, so better than being I was old, just young enough and they guys. could boss me around. Better than being older guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> no, it was a really good chain of uh, boys, girls, boys, girls, neighborhood, age-wise. So. All right, let's do a pause. Yeah. And then, no, no, yeah, you can stop pause. and then restart it because that way we can do an exit. Yeah, no, so I think uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about is super relevant as far as the hash bash, the legislation, obviously the piece of you with Derek Short, that was awesome. It was. Um, 
Yeah, but shout it, out there. Yeah, Thank shout you. out there short. And, and shout out to all the listeners. Like I said, make sure you check out that uh, raffle. Do it for Dawson. And make sure you go ahead and come on into the store. We're going to be having people that can, you can come into the store when we open up. We're going to be open Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Some modified hours. Go ahead and check them online. And you can enter for that $5 raffle too in there. Um, and we'd love to have Karen? some of the caregivers uh, come and join us every mm-hmm. so often if they get a chance. Yep. And I uh, would love to let some patients in the area know and, and see what, how, what comes of it. That, but that'd be kind of fun, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Thanks, Evan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good, good time. From Evan and Carrie, thank you all for joining us on this episode of The Last Gram. All right.